Welcome to yet another episode of Brad's Cactus Shack. This is episode 11. Today is March 5th, 2018. And you guys, I'm running out of stuff to put on this show. As far as finding stuff on my hard drive anyway, just finding random bits of audio that I can play and then delete forever. I spent like, I don't know, maybe an hour or so last night just combing through my hard drives looking for new things to play and I'm running out of things. Like, there's a lot of conference calls, but I don't think those would be that interesting. It's like conferences with me and Laugh Track Matt, Stacy and Tombstone, Samantha, all those people from back in the phone show days. We used to just Skype for hours and hours all the time, even when we weren't doing the phone show. Not to make prank calls, just to hang out and talk like we're teenage girls or something. But seriously, I don't think those would be that interesting. I don't know why I still have the recordings. Probably just because Skype auto-recorded everything and saved it in a directory for me. I found a few things last night that are pretty boring, such as this Cacti Radio drop. I'm not sure if I ever used this. Cacti Radio! Yeah, that was $5 well spent on Fiverr. Let me delete that one. Uh, I've got this one. I'm pretty sure I played this already. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even remember what it's about. This is RBCP. I'm about to eat a Twinkie. Have fun. Something to do with the forums, I guess, back in the early to mid-2000s. I've got this thing labeled Trev412, and I think it's from Trevlin. All test positions are unmanned at this time. Please yeah. try your call again I later. think this is the Datu stuff that people used to be into a while back. I know Trevor was into that for a while. All test positions are unmanned at this time. Please try your call again later. It was a system that you could dial into, a phone company system, and apparently you could listen in on people's phones. You can get, like, status reports on their phones, but you could listen in, but it would be scrambled or something. So what was the point? I never got into Datu stuff, which is probably a good thing, because I know some people got arrested playing around with that stuff. Uh, I've got this thing, which I may have played on a previous show. Like, I have a lot of doubles of things, so they, they might be in several different directories. You know, like multiple copies, but there's this. Thank you for calling AT&T, where customers rock in our minutes roll. My name is Amy Collier. How may I help you today? I just thought that was funny, I guess, so I kept it. That's probably from back when I was doing lots of phone company calls for the PI stuff. I've got this one thing that I think might be fun to listen to. Fun for me, anyway. Probably boring as shit for you guys. But before we get to that, I've got this thing from Paul.com. He's a security guy, one of those pin tester security news podcast things that I used to listen to a lot. I'm still subscribed to him. I just don't listen to... I'm not into security news as much as I used to be. But I've got this file here. It's about three minutes long, and it says it's Paul.com talking about my recording stuff, I think from episode 163 of Paul.com's security podcast. This is labeled August 6, 2009, and I sort of remember this, but not really. I just kept it because hey, I thought it was amusing. But this is just his podcast for three minutes where he talks about my recording equipment at DEF CON. Wow, that was weird. That was weird. I don't know. I, I dropped off the call and I called back in and it said there are two other callers on the call. Nice. So oh. either someone hacked into our phone bridge or it thinks I'm still there. So if you hacked into I'd our go phone with bridge, the speak up. Hacking, because hacking sounds sexy. 
I, you know, if you hack into our phone bridge, you, you get on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know? We'll give you props. No, you know what? Don't LOL. throw that out there because now the PLA is going to be all on the show. Oh, Brad Carter has been on the show, so... Yep. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it was it was good. We uh, we passed out a bunch of PLA CDs at, at our booth at DefCon. We did, yeah. And and, uh, and Brad and Brad uh, remember hand, CDs? handed me like the first one off the top of the stack is like, here you go, dude. When we saw him at, at the the food yeah. court. And yeah, we did. Labeled. We had breakfast. We had breakfast with Brad RBCP, Brad Carter. Yeah, from and, PLA. And we met. We didn't met. We met him. We didn't nudge him. What? Never mind. Oh. Um, so when he handed me the CD, I didn't get that the either. CD was labeled differently than all other hundred or so that he brought with him. It wasn't labeled, labeled Phone Losers of America. It was labeled Jeff Moss's Documents. <laughs> did you check that CD? Because there might have been Jeff Moss's Documents on there. <laughs> I did, and I was horribly disappointed there wasn't malware on it. Oh, that's too bad. Well, that oh, you know. That sucks. But I've got the limited edition, collector's edition, DefCon 17 PLA. I bet you he's thrown it away by now. Labeled Jeff Moss. I, 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 no, I want to give props to Brad. Uh, he puts out a fantastic podcast, and I, I like Brad a lot. And we got a chance to spend a lot of time with him at, at DefCon. And if you um, know what I mean, he was kind of hanging at our booth, and I, I got an opportunity to ask him some uh, questions that I had been meaning to ask him uh, for a while. And one of the questions was. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Do you think Brad doesn't want that information public? Uh, uh, so one of the questions I was able to ask Brad, uh, if he lets me say it on the air, Brad, please, is, you know, Brad, what do you use to record over your calls? And he was like, yeah. oh. He reaches Check this out. <laughs> he reaches into his bag, and he pulls out this, like, rat's nest of, like, wires and electronics and headphones and, and stuff and it's like like Larry said like Radio Shack puked all over our table and it was all this really cool stuff and one of the things he pulled out was an earpiece that you put into your ear and the other side of the earpiece that's sticking out is a microphone so when you put it the phone up to your ear it's recording what's coming into your ear and it's recording your voice uh, as it goes in, which like I thought was living kind of cool. in the future. Yeah, and you know the whole thing that he uses Amazing. to record all of those phone calls and everything. Not the not the show, because he does a show in like his home office with a mixer. I've seen the setup, yeah, but yeah. all the stuff that he uses to record those phone calls, everything fits in a rat's nest of wires and a recorder in the palm of his hand. And he bought it from Radio Shack. No, the Shack. Right. Yeah. Like, you think, yeah. like, oh, he's got to have, like, some, like, Remember underground website that he's getting stuff. Oh, I know. I was expecting like, red boxes. Yeah, and yeah, it's, like, like illegal and, and like, all 50 stuff. states or something, right? You know, all 50 yeah. states. Plutonium. And, yeah, yeah, and a studio host, like, telephone Plutonium. to mixer interface. And. Yeah, no, it's from Radio Shack. I thought it was cool. Well, what'd they expect? Where else do you get electronic stuff from? in 2008 but i just think it's funny they kept referring to it as a rat's nest of wires in my backpack it was just in a side pocket it's not like it filled up the entire backpack i needed the rest of the backpack to fill up with cds pla cds to hand out to people which included jeff moss's docs that's probably back when they actually still were cds and not dvds and then I just had to give up entirely and start doing torrents. Paul.com does a good show, though. If you want to listen to that, it's paul.com.com. Yes, paul.com.com. 
Let me see if he's changed that yet. Oh, yeah, look at that. He's changed it. It's now securityweekly.com. He finally realized how confusing his URL was and changed it to securityweekly.com. So the last thing I have might take a little while to play, and that's because it is 60 minutes long. But don't worry. I'm looking at the waveform here, and it looks like, I don't know, a lot of it is um, is blank. Like, it's just white noise, like this. Just nothing. Emptiness. It sounds like a tape recorder just running in a room. But this is a uh, tape recording. It's a tape that I've had for 32 years, I guess, now. Uh, it's labeled 1986. I think most of this recording would be incredibly boring. I'm not going to play hardly any of it. I'm just going to play this one part in the middle, mostly, which I think may be of interest to some of you. And I need to preface this by um, explaining two things. Number one, in 1986, uh, my brother, I was like 14 at the time, I guess. And my older brother, he was 16, probably. And he started babysitting this girl named Christy. She was coming over at our house every day, and Christy would just ignore him and hang out with me. So eventually, the babysitting duties were transferred over to me. I don't know how long this went on. Maybe two or three weeks, maybe a month. Not very long. And I guess she was messing around with this tape recorder of mine because, like, I can, like, I I don't know. I can see in the waveform where things are in here. Like, there's this... Maybe not that one. Maybe this one. At your Dollar General store. That's great. And then there's... What's this? I think she's yelling at me. Oh, yeah. Great. Microphone feedback. That actually goes on for... Oh, it doesn't tell me in this program. It goes on for like a good minute of that. Good stuff. Yep. Let's listen to all of this. Okay, let me fast forward a little bit. We're already four minutes into this. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're going to skip way ahead through all of this blank space. Here's a few clicks. Let's see what this is. Whoa, whoa, that was weird. I don't know what that was. There's some more feedback. This is going to get good, I promise you guys. You're going to like what I have here in the middle of all of this. I don't know exactly where it is, but I can kind of guess by looking at the waveform. But I can't just go straight there. Where's the fun in that? This is a journey. We've got to take a journey to the clip in the middle of all of this. Country music. I hear typing on a TRS-80 color computer, too. Ah, shit. I hear hear voices. Hold on. Chuck words will fit. So in the 1980s, I had a TRS-80 color computer, too. All right, that's all of that segment. I wanted a Commodore 64, of course, um, but for whatever reason, I ended up getting a TRS-80 color computer, too. Before that, I had this thing called a Timex Sinclair 1000, which was basically just an oversized calculator that hooked up to your TV. It was pretty lame, but I spent just tons of time on it. And my parents are like, well, this keeps him from getting in trouble with the police all the time. Let's get him a better computer. So I got a TRS-80 color computer too. And then we ended up getting expansion modules for it. And one of the expansion modules was this really cool uh, sound card. It let you compose um, like, I don't know, 8-bit music or something. Was it 8-bit? I don't remember. And then the other expansion card was a voice synthesizer. You could type in things and it would say it to you. It would say things like, Chuck words will fit. 
I'm guessing that's just uh, Christy typing in random stuff into the keyboard. Because back then, in the 80s, nine-year-olds didn't know how to type. Nobody knew how to type. So a little bit later in the tape, we've got I Just Called to Say I Love You with me playing along on the keyboard. That's great. Poorly. Um, Let's go forward a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I think this could be my next-door neighbor, Sarah, playing guitar into the tape recorder. We did that quite a bit. Um, but anyway, forward a little bit more. Got the Ewoks. Is that what that is? That's the Ewoks theme, right? I used to record a lot of uh, TV, like cartoon theme songs, a lot of commercials. I recorded tons of commercials, and then I would reenact commercials. I would get friends to reenact commercials with me. Because why wouldn't you do that? That's a normal thing to do, right? All right, we've got Power of Love. You might notice that these songs are, they don't sound like the original songs, and that's because they're not. This is like a compilation, crappy. Jam out, man! Uh, there's me jamming out. Um, it's like, you know, Movie Hits was the name of the tape. Uh, you know, just one of those uh, knockoff bunch of covers of famous movie songs. You can just kind of hear like all this chaos in the background as the music is playing loudly. I don't know what's going on. Right, let's go forward a little bit more. We're getting there, you guys, I swear. Oh, there's me getting pissed off about something. Playing the Neutron dance. This is great. Yeah, like I said, this is not interesting to anybody. Barely even me. That's great, Brad. Past Brad. Okay, here we go. I hear typing. I hear very 80s keyboard sounding typing. Chris T. Uh, Smith. What's your address? 416. 416. What street? Marie. What? She's whispering. Maurice? What the fuck? Okay, so what's going on right now? is that I wrote this program on the TRS-80 for a specific reason, and it was to make fake orders to Domino's Pizza. And I created basically a soundboard. Like, when you loaded up the program from the cassette tape, we weren't rich enough to have a disk drive. I had to save the program on a cassette tape. It would bring up this big menu on the screen, and this menu would have all these different choices of things you could say, like, I would like to order a pizza, I would like thin crust, I would like extra cheese, and stuff like that. So um, let's just listen here for a minute, see where this goes. Oh, and what I'm doing right now is, like, before you loaded up the program, there was a section where you would put in your name, your address, your phone number, and that way when I called Domino's, when I prank called them to order my pizza with a robot voice, I could just quickly hit number one, there's my name, number two, there's my address. And, like, half the letters on the keyboard were uh, quick, like, speed dials to different phrases. For 
some reason I'm talking whatever I type, just like in the movies. Probably trying to be like war games. What's your number? And Christy's whispering everything to me. I don't know why. That's weird. Okay, I don't know if I had that very loud, but that was like the number one phrase on the system. I would like to order a pizza. I would like to order a pizza. Isn't that awesome? This was like cutting edge in the 80s, you guys. You just didn't have a computer that could talk and order a pizza for you. Order, you know, prank pizzas to your neighbors and stuff. I would like to order a pizza. Again. I would like to order a pizza. Nice. Oh yeah, 12, 16, that's the uh, the sizes of pizza. 12 inch or 16 inch. 12, 16, yes, no, hello, thank you, you're welcome, okay. Oops, okay. And that was the thing about this speech card. It wasn't very good at saying things properly if you spelled them properly. So you'd have to uh, misspell everything. Like, I remember pizza was P-E-T-E space Z-A to get it to say pizza. Otherwise, it said pizza or something. And you heard okay there. It was like okay. But everything was misspelled. That was like the hardest. That's why I had to make this program. Because I couldn't just quickly type things in. I had to learn how to misspell everything. I don't know what we're doing here. Like, Christy is a dorkhead. That's a good one, Brad. And that's where that part of the tape ends. We've got some more silence. And I'm assuming we were using this to make an actual prank call to Domino's Pizza. And I know at some point Domino's just refused to take orders anymore from computers. I made them bigoted against computers because every order I made was a fake order. You know, I was just fucking with them. I was just ordering pizzas for my neighbors because I thought it was funny to have a computer voice call Domino's and order a pizza. It's like I was automating the stuff that I'd been doing for years earlier. Oh, there's me playing the piano. That's great. And the other thing I did um, with this TRS-80 is uh, I, I would call the uh, the payphone at the 7-Eleven where these uh, teenage kids would hang out all the time. You know, they would just hang out there. Whoa, getting crazy. <laughs> I recorded a lot of shit in the 80s. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, like 7-Eleven. These, these kids would hang out in front of the 7-Eleven. They were always just out there all the time, smoking cigarettes constantly, day and night, by the payphones. That was their hangout. So I had the payphone numbers, of course. I had the numbers of every single payphone in town. And I would call the payphones all the time. I had a separate program other than my Domino's Pizza program. I had a program for the payphones at 7-Eleven 
which had all these phrases stored in it for me to say to them, like malfunction, need input, number five is alive, you know, a bunch of 80s shit. And I would tell all these kids at the 7-Eleven that I was a computer at the White House, and they all seemed to believe it. They were just blown away by this. They were like, guys, guys, this, this computer keeps calling us from the White House. It says it's sitting on a desk in the White House. And nobody ever seemed to doubt it because it was a computer voice. What else could it possibly be, you know? I would spend like an hour fucking with these kids at the payphone, and then I would quickly get on my bike and ride over there and just go into 7-Eleven to buy something just to see if I could hear them talking about it still. I can't remember if I ever did or not. I just remember that I used to do that, hoping to hear some of the aftermath of my phone calls to them. Let me go forward, see if there's any more computer stuff in here. I think it might be finished. I think that might have been it. That was a long wait to get to that tiny five-minute segment there, wasn't it? Oh, it looks like I've uh, switched over to a piano program on the computer. Get out. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. We're back to listening to uh, movie hits. Let's go forward. Forward a bit. By the way, this is Christy making these noises on the computer, not me. Yes, this is Adam. Really irritating synth program. Oh my god, it makes me want to kill myself. All right, um, we are 35 minutes into this. I think that might be it. I'm going to go through the rest of this and just see what's in it. This girl that I was babysitting, by the way, she was a horrible influence on me. I learned how to shoplift from this kid. Like, we would go on walks every day through town, and we'd end up at the shopping center, and she would steal things, like, every time we went in there. And I never even thought about shoplifting before. You know, it wasn't like a moral issue, of course, with me. I just thought it was a dumb idea. You'd get caught if you shoplift. But this nine-year-old showed me that shoplifting was actually pretty easy. And I turned into a chronic shoplifter for the following two years after I met her. So I taught her how to fuck with the dominoes with a computer. She showed me how to shoplift. We started going on shoplifting sprees together. I remember once she shoplifted this uh, can of hairspray, colored hairspray. And on the way home, there's this big dog barking at us. She took the hairspray out of her purse and, like, sprays in the dog's face. This guy comes out, starts screaming at us and chasing us. We had to split up, running away. Lost each other for a while. I'm like, holy shit, this kid I'm getting paid to take care of. I just lost her somewhere. I don't know where. We, we ran into each other eventually, but holy shit. Uh, what else? Um... Oh, yeah, she shot me with a gun once. We were in the basement playing with a gun. Just a BB gun. It's okay. But she shot me in the chest, left a huge bruise on me. That was great. Getting shot. Me and my brother have been playing with those guns for years. We never shot each other. I sure earned that babysitting money, though. Getting shot. Sounds like I'm switching over to the speech synthesis program again. Maybe there is some more here. I hear lots of typing, I think. Holy shit, loading a program on these on these old TRS-80 computers. Like you had to rewind your cassette. You had to find the right place in it. Oh yeah, I had to have a piece of paper. You know, like cassettes had the little counter thing on them. The, the analog counter. You know, zero, zero, zero. Like, I had to write down the, the numbers, like, where each program was. 
Oh, oh shit. That's my brother. What do you call that, Brad? <laughs> you don't sleep up there, not here. He was kind of a chet. You know. I'm going to put ink on this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, it sounds like she's leaving, so maybe no more speech stuff. Let's forward a little bit more. I just hear tons of typing. Oh, I just turned the computer off. That was the sound of snow on the TV. I didn't have a real computer monitor. I just took it up to an old TV. So now I just hear lots of rustling around. Probably getting shit ready to leave. Going forward some more. We're up to 40 minutes now on this. Oh, that's great. It's fleek. It said it's fleek. So I just hear lots of rustling around. I think I'm cleaning up the, the room. I'm sure we made a huge mess throughout the day. You know, I don't want to get punched by my brother. Now the music stops. We're up to 53 minutes now. It's just been the past, I don't know, the past four or five minutes has just been quiet. But I see something coming up here on the waveform. What's this? Oh, she hasn't left yet. Someone's storming up the stairs. Where'd you put the box? I'm going to tell you. Oh, now we got Ghostbusters. shittiest version of Ghostbusters ever. Let's go forward. We're 57 minutes into it now. It's almost over. This nightmare is almost over, you guys. I apologize. Yeah, so that's my brother coming in again to yell at us some more about the box. Apparently there's a box involved somewhere. Maybe we were making box forts or something. But that's the end of that tape, labeled 1986. I used to have other recordings of the TRS-80 computer bothering people, and I don't know what happened to them. I had them on cassette tape for a long time, and I remember finding some of it back in the early 2000s. I used to uh, call this girl at my school. Her name was Crystal, and she never knew it was me calling. It was just the computer voice calling her and talking to her and messing with her a whole bunch. The recording quality was terrible, so we're not really missing out, not getting to hear it. But I sure put that TRS-80 to good use, tormenting people on the telephone. I manually wrote out at least two different programs to bother people on the phone for Domino's and for 7-Eleven. I remember at 7-Eleven, like, I know I've written this down somewhere, but I can't remember where. So half of you probably know this already, but... 
like this this whole uh, bothering the kids out in front of 7-Eleven thing that went on for a while at least a year maybe two it was just a regular thing for them to get phone calls at the payphone from a top secret government computer sitting on the desk in the White House and I don't think they ever found out that it was me and I don't know why I stopped but I do remember this one specific incident that happened I was talking to this kid at the payphone he's like hey I'm gonna put you on with so-and-so I'm gonna go inside and buy some cigarettes and my computer voice is like okay or wait, no, he probably said he had to hang up with me because I know I hung up at that point and then I called the 7-Eleven store and talked to the clerk while he was in there and I explained to the clerk that I'm a top secret government computer sitting on the desk at the White House and that my friend is in there buying cigarettes and he's underage. And basically, I was just trying to get the clerk to not sell him cigarettes because he's not old enough to buy cigarettes, but nobody cared about that back then. I was buying cigarettes in grade school. You just had to be like, yeah, it's for my uh, uncle. And they're like, okay, here you go. And I can't remember exactly what the kid said to me when I called him back on the payphone. But I doubt that he was very happy that the computer was calling him inside the store while he was trying to buy cigarettes. By the way, I never saw Christy again after that summer, after that, you know, three or four weeks of hanging out with her. But I thought of her fondly two years later when I got arrested for shoplifting some notebooks and pens from Walgreens. Thanks for that one, Christy. That pretty much broke my shoplifting habit, but at least I got a lot of cool stuff during that two years. I think that's all I've got for episode 10 of Brad's Cactus Shack. I hope you've enjoyed this one. I do have a few other old recordings of the 1980s, weird random stuff. I'm sure it'll pop up in future episodes, maybe, if it seems entertaining. This is actually the first time I've listened to this tape in, I don't know, probably 20 years. Ten years ago, I converted it from a tape into an MP3 file because I was getting rid of all my tapes. But I didn't listen to it. I just put it into the computer, and it's been sitting there ever since. So I still have quite a few things on my computer here that I haven't really sorted through, but I doubt it would be of much interest to anyone aside from me. But maybe there'll be some hilarity in there somewhere. Possibly. During my searches through my hard drive last night, I found a version of Rappy McRapperson's Smoke, Crack, and Masturbate song. And it's an early version, and it doesn't have all of the sound clips in it, which is kind of nice. It's from his latest album that came out two years ago, but this was an early release of the track that I have for some reason. Hopefully I'm allowed to play this because I'm getting ready to play it. The version from his album has a lot of sound clips played on top of it, like during the song, before the song, after the song, during the song, in between lyrics. It's like he accidentally left the TV on while he was recording here. Let me play a bit of this. He will call upon the angels to bring forward Sometimes I sit back and smoke a fat. What was that? Was that Hitler or something? I'm not knocking the final album. I like that album, but uh, this is kind of nice too, just hearing Rappy sing without a bunch of sound clips interrupting him. Here is Smoke, Crack, and Masturbate by Rappy McRapperson. Sometimes I sit back and smoke a fat and crack rock. Other days I like to masturbate. But when I do them both at the exact same time, I'm knocking at the gold of heaven's gate. Ghost Rappy, Ghost Rappy in the restroom of the library. Close the door, lock the stall. Now we'll have a ball. But a dream, but a dream. Crystal streams, mist and steam. Smoking crack, smoking crack while I'm quacking off. Little angels hold me, show me past the sky. Through the clouds inside eternal bliss. Cavaliers and chandeliers and banquet halls. Flax and fountains float from an abyss. Go strappy, go strappy in the restroom of the library. Close the door, lock the stall. Now we'll have a ball. 
But a dream, but a dream, crystal streams, mist and steam, smoking crack, smoking crack, while I'm quacking off. Who's that gently knocking at the bathroom stall? A bearded man is standing with a grin. Well, come on through and join us in the butter tree. Life's a treasure best shared with a friend. Go strappy, go strappy in the restroom of the library. Close the door, lock the stall. Now we'll have a ball. But a dream, but a dream, crystal streams, mist and steam, smoking crack, smoking crack, while I'm quacking off. But a dream, but a dream, crystal streams, mist and steam, smoking crack, smoking crack, while I'm quacking off.